welcome to another episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. And now, coming to you live out of the Gutter Man Cave in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. He likes his bourbon almost as much as he likes his Pentax. It's your host, Mike Gutterman. Hello and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 209. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it is a Monday night when I'm recording this, and you guys won't hear this till like Thursday morning. Uh, but it's been an interesting Monday night. It's gotten cold here again, and I'm sitting here in the Gutterman Cave, kind of kind of freezing my ass off here. But um, so I'll, I'm going to try to make these. Uh, it's going to. I would like to say this would be a short episode because we try to make the midweek episode short. But I have a lot of house cleaning to get to. A lot of cool stuff has happened, and just a lot of emails and listener interaction that I need to get to. So. Not really sure how long this this particular episode is going to be, um, and I'm probably going to take a lot of breaks because, well, I, it, I'm trying to like stay organized, and uh, I kind of have to take breaks to organize the next segment because <laughs> there's a lot of emails and some call-ins I need to do and stuff. Uh, now, this uh, if you remember the old school negative positives podcast, uh, the Monday night episodes that I used to record were were typically. Uh, the drunken episodes, uh, as if most of them aren't drunken episodes, but uh, Monday nights were always typically really bad to the point where sometimes they were one particular episode was so bad I had to delete it because I repeated myself a million times. <laughs> so, but this is kind of the same. Uh, the reason why is I actually was planning on going down to the gutter band cave as usual for my Monday nights and and and, and playing some music, playing some rock and roll music, writing writing some material for my my new band project, uh, but. Uh, before I was getting ready to head down there, one of my one of my best friends. Uh, I don't know if y'all. Everybody has like, uh, I guess maybe a lot of people have like this one friend. Like you love them to death, and for some reason, for whatever reason, life reasons or whatever, you don't get to hang out with them very much, and it really bugs you. And every time we get together, we talk about like, oh man, we need to hang out more. Why don't we hang out more? Why don't we call each other more? Blah blah blah. And like he hit me up uh, around like 9 p.m. It's like, hey, uh, I'm gonna go out and have a couple beers. You, if you want to join me, and uh, yeah, I just couldn't pass up that opportunity. So, got to hang out with one of my one of my really best friends that I just don't get to see nearly as much as I'd like to. And so we've had a, a really good time hanging out and getting caught up. And uh, yeah, just uh, it, these things come up. And you know what? I had to sacrifice uh, playing music. Uh, to, to hang out with him and it was, a, it was a, a really good trade but that also means I've had a little more beers than I, I normally would when I record this episode so this would be like a kind of an old school traditional uh, Monday night drunken episode which is why I'm probably going to have to make these segments a little shorter and take breaks and stuff so I can figure out what I want to talk about and make sure I try not to get too rambly and keep myself on point here but uh, <laughs> so just bear with me on that folks but uh, uh, the the first thing I want to kind of get to is, uh, I guess it was a week or so ago, um, I got a, a, two packages on my landed on my porch. I did a face cast about this, but I wanted to give uh, these fine folks uh, uh, proper uh, shout outs for uh, this awesome stuff that they sent me. Uh, the first uh, package of the two uh, came from Yvonne Raven, and uh, she sent me a roll of um, uh, Coda Color X uh, 620 film. Uh, I did a face cast about wanting to shoot my uh, 
Imperial Flash Mark 12 from the Herbert George Camera Company in Chicago, Illinois. It's this beautiful, uh, like, uh, aqua, uh, a minty green sort of uh, mid-century kind of camera, mid-century kind of style camera. Uh, I read a, a, a review of it one time, that, and the reason I bought this camera was they called it the American Hoga, which uh, that's that, that speaks my language. You know how much I love Hogas, but this is a, an American-made camera from the, probably the 1950s, and man, it just, it just uh, if you've seen these cameras, it just uh, exudes 1950s Americana, mid-century kind of style, but it is a 620 camera. And it the, the 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 film chamber on it is so small that like there's not really a, a good way. And I tried, trust me, to like modify 120 uh, regular medium format 120 film reels to kind of fit in there or whatever. It just won't do it. Like my, so, my only the reason I haven't shot this camera, even though I've had it for almost a year now, is in order to shoot it, I was going to have to like uh, spool some 120 film onto 620 reels uh, to make this thing work. And I'm still going to have to learn how to do that so I can shoot this film in the future. But Yvonne uh, kind of felt my pain when I, I put out the face cast about it. So she sent me a roll of 620 film, a roll of Coda Color X, uh, very expired. Uh, but I'll be able to load this straight in the camera and, and at least get some shots out of it. And then, uh, uh, and then I'm going to have to learn how to to spool 120 film onto 620 reels. I know it's not that that difficult, but I'm sure that there'll be some cussing involved on my part uh, the first couple of times I try attempt it. But uh, but so yeah, along with this uh, roll of Coda Color X 620 film that Yvonne uh, sent me, uh, she put in a nice uh, nice little note. She says, "Hi Mike." Bought a couple rows of this film a while back. Thought you might like uh, like one for your Imperial. I play quite a bit uh, with very expired film and old cameras. It can be hit or miss, of course, but every once in a while, something great comes out of the tank, and even if it doesn't, it's still a fun experience. Shooting it old school. As you probably know, Coda Color X is one of those films that can be tricky because uh, it's a C22 process. Uh, recently, I've had success with HC 110, uh, I guess A dilution, eight and a half minutes at 68 degrees. If nothing else, you have another 620 spool. Have fun shooting your vintage beauty, Yvonne. Uh, P.S. A very bright day. Uh, shooting it may help, of course. Uh, spring can't come soon, soon enough. So basically, yeah, shoot it in some very bright sun. But yeah, the Coda Color X is an old school color film uh, using the C22 process. And she has uh, apparently had some success, some success uh, developing it in HC 110 as a black and white uh, film. And uh, you know I've tried that several times with some color films uh, developing in black and white and had some mixed results. Uh, but it would be easier, and that's what I'll probably do is try to develop it in HC 110 as a black and white film and go that route. And uh, with that, uh, obviously it's a very expired film, so a, a good bright day is going to be probably a, a good. A good pointer that she's given me on that but yeah the um so yeah can't wait to load this in this camera i'll develop it in hc 110 and uh see what see what i can get out of it but uh uh so it's gonna be uh, super awesome thank you yvonne uh, yvonne for this uh uh this this 620 roll of film that i can just kind of go ahead and load in the imperial flash mark 12 herbert george camera company chicago illinois <laughs> 
the American Hoga. So uh, very excited to get that. So uh, thank you so much, Yvonne, for sending me that. And uh, and, the, and the cool uh, letter with uh, really good pointers on how to shoot that stuff. So uh, also the same day, I got an, another box. And I, I, when I picked up the box, my wife was like, what do you think's in there? And I was like, I can tell. It's film. I can hear the film rattling around in the box. And uh, this one came from Adrian Doyle. Now, uh, Adrian... Uh, he was given a gift away for the 200th episode giveaway. Uh, and it, he posted it on the Facebook group and he had this awesome sticker that he made. Uh, it was sort of an old school Kodak logo, but with the, but they had like a plus and minus for like, you know, or, uh, or minus and plus, I guess for like negative positives. So he made this really cool, like vinyl sticker on top of this, like uh, film, um, this 10 row like film container he was sending to the recipient the the winner of his prize for the 200th episode giveaway and i was like adrian i want one of those stickers and uh those are so awesome and because he kind of designed it himself and so he hit me up and asked for my address and i was like oh cool he's going to send me one of those that's really cool well adrian didn't just send me one of those he sent me an amazing package <laughs> he says uh he says hi mike i don't have any stickers to give uh, as my crafting skills are not that advanced, instead I've included a film package with the negative positive image already attached. These are vinyl transfer, so not as easy as stickers to put on. Thanks for all the stories. Cheers, Adrian. Well, Adrian Doyle, uh, this package was unbelievable. Uh, basically, he sent me a uh, uh, one of those Japan Camera Hunter like uh, plastic uh, film holders that holds like ten rolls of thirty-five millimeter film. Uh, and, I th and on top of it, he had the negative positives uh, kind of design uh, vinyl sticker that he uh, that he designed on top of the uh, on top of the film holder uh, with the kind of the vintage Kodak uh, kind of emblem, uh, which was really cool. But also <laughs> on the bottom of the Japan Camera Hunter film holder case, there was a little APS <laughs> emblem, which was really awesome. But even better was uh, uh, when you open up the top of this 10-row film plastic Japan camera hunter holder or whatever, on the inside lid of the top of, the, of this case, uh, there was a hashtag APS revival. <laughs> But even better was like this this sticker or this vinyl uh, sticker of this like this zombie hand coming out of the ground, <laughs> and with the APS uh, uh, logo or whatever. Uh, so <laughs> I, I just loved it so much. But but all that stuff is really cool. But what makes it even even more cool beyond all that is. In this tin roll, it would be enough for, for him to send me the, the stickers uh, or it would be enough to send me the Japan Camera Hunter tin roll film holder. But in this tin roll film uh, holder, uh, I don't know, holster, I guess, maybe, <laughs> was tin rolls of film, which was unbelievable. He sent me a roll of uh, uh, Portra 800, a roll of Tri-X 400, a roll of T-Max 100, a roll of T-Max 400, a roll of T-Max P3200, a roll of uh, Kodak Color Plus 200, a roll of Lomography 100, a roll of Lomography 800, a roll of Lomography Berlin 400, a roll of JCH Street Pan 400, and also in the box, beyond all that, was a, separate from all that, was a roll of Ilford SFX 200, the near-infrared film. Unbelievable, like 11 rolls of film, all different. And 
uh, and a lot of them I haven't shot. I've never shot the Ilford SVX 200. I've never shot the Lomo 100 or 800 or the Lomo Berlin 400. I've never got to shoot the JCH Street Pan 400. So tons of films I haven't got a chance to, to try out. And Adrian has uh, hooked me up. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I don't, I definitely don't mind getting Portra 800 Tri-X and the T-Maxes, all those I have shot and the Color Plus, but those are some of my favorite films. And like, Adrian, these are some really expensive films. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Portra 800 is no joke. That's, that stuff's, that stuff's not, not cheap. And uh, a lot of these films, not cheap. And uh, like he just went way above and beyond. I just, I just wanted, just wanted to, just wanted the negative positives Kodak emblem sticker, Adrian. Like that's you could have, you could have stopped right there. <laughs> but he really hooked me up, and I, I just, it's unbelievable. I'm gonna have a blast uh, shooting uh, some of these uh, rows of film that I, uh, these film stocks I haven't had a chance to shoot. And uh, uh, you guys know me, I, I'm mostly a Kodak guy, so when I buy film, I, I typically buy Kodak. But I don't mind trying out other films. Uh, and it's really nice to get a package like this that's kind of giving me some films that maybe I wouldn't nece not necessarily buy but would love to shoot. So now I've got that opportunity, and uh, uh, that's just super awesome. So uh, thank you so much, Adrian Doyle, for uh, this unbelievable package, man. Like, it's, uh, I'm going to have an absolute blast with this. And the, the little Japan Camera Hunter uh, film holder that holds like 10 uh, rows of 35 millimeters, uh, a really cool thing to put in your camera bag and uh, and carry some extra film around with you. So uh, uh, just super, super cool. Like, I, I'm so excited about all this. It's just, can't wait. Can't wait to get out there and start shooting. And um, and I agree also with Yvonne. This, uh, this weather can't turn fast enough. I can't wait for it to get warm and sunny and hot i can't wait to sweat my my ass off like i'm so tired of this cold weather it's 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 freezing in here and speaking of it freezing here i'm gonna go ahead and take a break and decide <laughs> what i'm gonna talk about in the next segment so i can also turn on the space heater next to me and warm up again uh i have to turn the space heater off when i'm recording because it's kind of loud uh so i'm gonna warm up here a little bit take a little break and figure out uh what other house cleaning i need to get done on this uh this solo midweek episode so I'll take a break and we will be right back, folks. All right, folks, we're back from the break, and uh, I've warmed up a little bit, turned the heater off, and I'm sure I'll be freezing cold here in the next uh, five minutes or so. So uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to get to is uh, a couple of little things. Uh, Matt Jones, <laughs> who was a guest on the uh, podcast uh, several episodes ago, uh, he did a really cool drawing of uh, Andre and I, a, a, caric a caricature. I hope I got that right, uh, of Andre and I, a cartoon Andre Dominguez and uh, yours truly, uh, uh, kind of in front of a mic that said negative positives, and uh, very awesome of him to do. It was a really, uh, really cool thing, and so uh, we posted it on the, uh, the Instagram account, and uh, I'm not sure if we put it on the Facebook group or not, but uh, thank you, Matt Jones, for this, uh, this cool, artsy, 
<laughs> it's like sketch of Andre and I in front of a mic. Uh, it was very awesome to to get it. It really made my made my day when that came in. So uh, thanks to Matt Jones for that. Uh, if you haven't seen that drawing, I believe it's on the the Negative Positives Instagram account. Uh, so uh, thanks to him for that. Uh, secondly, uh, I finally, and this just shows you how much of a slacker program this is. Uh, I finally reached out to Mike Padua of Shoot Film Co. Uh, we had Mike on the show, and he promised a prize package to the winners of the Double Exposure Tag Team Negative uh, Positives uh, Tag Team Double Exposure Challenge. He was going to give a, a, a prize package to the winners of that, and uh, I reached out to finally reached out to Mike Padua and told him the winners of the the first annual. Uh, negative positives double exposure tag team challenge the winners were of course uh, Mr. Dylan O'Connor and Alex Purcell so I got with Dylan and Alex <laughs> and, and apologized for my laziness and slackerness and uh, got their addresses and sent their addresses to, to Mike Padua of Shoot Film Co uh, who has just amazing stuff I, I still there's still so much stuff I need to buy from him I'm just waiting to get some money because there's so much stuff I want to buy from from Mike Padua at the shootfilmco.com uh, website he has so much cool stuff and uh, uh, I, I need to I need to make that happen uh, and also uh, he has a, a discount code for listeners of the negative positives uh, if you put I think negative positives in the in the discount code you'll you'll get some money uh, a discount on if you want to buy some stuff from shoot film co and I, I definitely recommend you do Mike Padua has really uh, come out with some really, really cool and funny and unique uh, film photography related pins and uh, patches and t-shirts and all that stuff. And uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, very cool. And very cool of Mike to offer this uh, prize package to uh, the winners of the, the Double Exposure Tag Team Challenge. So, uh, Mr. Dylan O'Connor and Alex Purcell, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Nearly a year uh, since we started that challenge. I don't know, somewhere around that point. You're finally proclaimed the winners, and uh, which, I mean, you've already been proclaimed the winners, but now you're finally going to be possibly getting your, your prize package for that. And uh, uh, we, we plan on uh, uh, doing another one. It's going to be run a little more smoothly, hopefully. You know, you, you live and learn. You got you to gotta learn from these experiences, right? So... <laughs> so uh, the other thing is uh, Ben Mills uh, reached out to me on an email and it was kind of more of a, something that doesn't really necessarily be, uh, be read on the uh, uh, on the podcast but he did want to uh, inform people that Ben Mills uh, runs a uh, an international film stock swap and uh, so like if there's like some films you're kind of wanting to you, you don't think you're gonna shoot and like, ah, I don't really know if this is a film that's for me, but there's some other films I'd maybe like to try. Uh, there's He has the international film stock swap where you can kind of like say, hey, I've got this up. I'll trade this film for, for some other film. And so just a good way to kind of maybe unload some stuff you don't really want to shoot and maybe get some stuff you do want to shoot. Uh, but he's moved this, uh, the site and it's now situated at uh, www.hipshootfilm.com. So go to www.hipshootfilm.com uh, for Ben Mills, uh, his international film stock swap site, where you can kind of like say, hey, I've got this film I want to get rid of. Anybody want to trade me something for it? So a good little film trade site. Uh, 
very cool. So uh, thank you, Ben Mills, for uh, giving us that information. That's uh, that's something that I haven't really given enough uh, enough uh, props to and enough, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, shout outs for, uh, but it's a very cool idea. And uh, so, yeah, some, definitely something to check into if you're uh, interested in trading some film with some people. So uh, thank you, Ben Mills, for that update. And uh, kind of, you know, I'm sorry I haven't uh, really, uh, I don't know, uh, promoted that as much as I probably should have, but uh, I get I get I get so much. A lot of times I just I just I get confused and I drink too much and I, I forget to like put out all these announcements. But uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. And next up is uh, let's see. We have okay. Yeah. So I got some uh, another package in the mail. I guess it was earlier this week or no well i guess it would be earlier last week uh got some stickers in the mail and if you guys know anything about me i love stickers like i mean i'm a musician so we have guitar cases and we have like cases like tour cases you put your pedal boards in and stuff like that and those things just scream for stickers so i'm always looking for stickers well sean nelson has uh uh graciously given me a whole bunch of stickers and uh so sean uh sends me this email uh alerting me that these stickers were coming which i did receive and they're very awesome uh sean says uh mike you guys should be uh getting some stickers on tuesday i was in such a hurry to get them out i forgot to drop in a note one of the stickers is sherman t scully which uh actually sherman t scully has an instagram account (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's this like uh, uh, crazy looking uh, uh, skeleton guy, uh, but it's Sherman.T.Scully on Instagram. Uh, anyway, but this particular sticker of Sherman T. Scully that, that Sean sent me, uh, he goes on and says, uh, he's drawn by NPP listener, negative positive podcast listener, and fellow film shooter Judy Boyle. She's a super talented artist. I love her work, and I love skulls and skeletons. Well, I got to agree with you, Sean. I love skulls and skeletons, too. That's, that's I guess that's the, that's the metalhead in us, right? Like, <laughs> and he says, enjoy the stickers. Uh, and then he finishes, by the way, Gutterman, super jealous you saw Russian circles in a small venue. They were here in uh, Salt Lake City last summer, but it was a, some big two-day-long metal festival, and they were the only band I wanted to see. <laughs> yes, I did go see the Russian circles here in Louisville a couple weekends ago, and or I guess it was, I don't know, two weekends ago, and it was really awesome. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Russian circles and you like instrumental, kind of heavy uh, rock music, a uh, little post-rock slash post-metal uh then they are one of the premier bands to check out so (laughs) but uh but thank you sean so much for the stickers i've got plenty of uh plenty of good stuff to stick on guitar cases and pedal board cases and all that stuff but uh uh good stuff and judy boyle uh, awesome artwork there uh of the 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 sticker the particular uh, sticker that uh that she drew up that sean sent me was uh this uh, skeleton guy the sherman t scully uh with like a polaroid uh sx70 or, or instant camera with instant uh, uh photos <laughs> it was it was very cool but uh, uh thank you sean and another thing uh sean has uh we've been talking uh, Sean Nelson, UtahFilmPhotography.com, by the way, is his website. We've been uh, talking a little bit about, do we want to do another Negative Positives Tag Team Double Exposure Challenge? And the general thought is, yes, we will do it. We'll do it again. 
uh, this time uh, learning from our mistakes from the last time and uh, doing it more properly this time and maybe slightly more organized. I'm not making any promises on that. But yes, we are, we're definitely going to do it again. And it's going to kind of get it started pretty soon, waiting for the weather to turn up a little bit. We have a kind of a, uh, Sean has sent me kind of a good date. Uh, outline to kind of follow to uh, uh, how, how to do it this time and we're going to make a couple of changes that will make it a little more uh, efficient so uh, there's definitely going to be another negative positives tag team double exposure uh, challenge so uh, be looking uh, uh, for more information to that in future episodes coming up very soon so uh, and I can obviously thank Sean Nelson so much for basically doing all the work on this stuff I just got to talk about it so <laughs> Sean, you're the you're the best, and uh, so okay. And let's see what else here. Here we have uh, okay. One more email I want to get to on this segment. Um, just got this one actually. Uh, this is uh, from Kevin Dillon, and uh, uh, he was talking about Ultra Fine Extreme 400, and uh, basically sends me a, 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 a email saying, "Have you shot any of yours yet? If so, what did did you process it in, and with with what dilutions?" Impressions. I have one test row done, processed in Rodinal, uh, 1 to 25th. Um, next up will be 1 to 50, or semi-stand at 1 to 100 dilutions. After that, maybe FPP 110, the HCC 110 clone, or maybe shot at ISO 800 and souped in diaphine. Uh, from what little I've shot and processed, I think it looks great, especially for the price. Kevin Dillon. Uh, uh, P.S. Your fog photos turned out great. Must be the camera. <laughs> well, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for the compliment on my fog photos. Uh, the, the the camera I took those photos with was the Sears KS2, which Kevin uh, uh, graciously uh, gave to me as a a little gift. And uh, so, but it is an awesome camera, and I can I thank you so much, Kevin, for that camera. It's been a lot of lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's the fog photos probably turned out great, mostly because of the camera, not because of me. <laughs> But uh, Kevin Dillon is on uh, Flickr and Instagram. He's at uh, Rico underscore Shooter. And uh, but uh, thank you, Kevin, for uh, for the obviously for the camera. But for this email, uh, Ultra Fine Extreme Four Hundred. I have uh, I have only shot the Ultra Fine uh, One Hundred. I, I shot it in my Hoga when I was in Finley, Ohio, uh, for the FPP Walking Workshop, and I loved it. Uh, now, granted, I shot it in my Hoga, so I didn't really, you know, uh, have much control over exposure or anything. I did develop that in HC 110 uh, dilution uh, B, I guess it is. Yeah, the, the 30, uh, what is it, the 31 to 1 or whatever. This is the kind of the, the most common uh, HC 110 dilution. I think it's dilution B. Uh, and, uh, man, I really love the way it looked. And uh, I do have um, some, I think I have one more row of uh, the... Uh, Ultra Fine Extreme and 400 that Mr. John Gregory gave me uh, that I need to shoot, but I liked the 100 so much that I went ahead and bought a 100 foot row of the Ultra Fine Extreme 400 and 100 foot bulk row because it's so cheap. Uh, you can get it on um, oh, what is it called? A photo warehouse. I think it's actually Ultra Fine. Uh, ultrafine.com or if you search like ultrafine extreme or ultrafine film maybe dot com, i can't remember the website but yeah it's basically photo warehouse they're based out in california but uh yeah you can get like a hundred foot roll of this ultrafine extreme for like that's like 40 bucks something like that it's so cheap 
And uh, the word on the street is it's basically Kentmere Film, uh, which is basically a subsidiary of Harmon uh, Ilford uh, type, you know, Ilford Film. And the packaging is definitely very, uh, 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 very suspect. It very much looks like Ilford printing, uh, <laughs> as far as like the, where the expiration date is printed. And no one's been able to really necessarily prove that it's made by Kentmere. Uh, but no one's been able to disprove it. And I can tell you, it definitely looks like uh, uh, sort of a Harmon or Ilford uh, packaging or whatever. So, but who, regardless of who makes it, this ultra fine extreme is, uh, I was very happy with my Hoga shots in the 100 speed version of that film. And uh, it seems like people really like the 400 even better. So I haven't gotten so far as to like try different dilutions on my developers or pushing it or anything yet, but that's definitely some, some, um, some projects I have with this 100 foot bulk roll I have of it and the nice thing about like a 100 foot bulk roll of this stuff for like 40 bucks it's so cheap that yeah you can afford to like experiment and you can afford to do a lot of uh, things maybe you wouldn't do with more expensive films and bulk rolls because uh, it cost me a lot of money you know but uh, this stuff's so cheap I, I can kind of go hog wild with ex experimentation which I'm definitely looking forward to but uh that's where i'm at with that so far kevin and uh definitely keep us posted on your results for it, it looks like you've experimented with it a lot more but uh everyone seems to really like this film and it's so cheap so no excuse folks if you think film is too uh too expensive uh this ultra fine extreme is a pretty darn good film and it's cheap <laughs> so yeah but uh okay uh let's see i think that's uh all i want to get to on this segment and uh i got a pull up some call in a call in and i think a camera view uh for the next segment so let me uh take a break also so i can turn this heater back on because i'm again freezing my ass off again now because it's been uh i've been, it's been segments went a little longer and uh so let me warm up and uh, i'll take a break and uh we'll be right back folks folks we're back from the break and on this segment i want to get to a call in from uh, my fellow louisvillian my fellow louisville kentucky film friend uh mr john gregory uh he said to call in uh, there was an episode i don't know a couple weeks ago i guess a couple sundays ago where uh somehow i, I had a huge brain fart and could not remember john <laughs> john's name which is absolutely ridiculous because he lives in my town we've hung out we've uh we went we took a weekend trip to finley ohio for the fpp walking workshop together we uh, uh we shared a room together and and shared many many laughs and uh and some bourbon together and and all that stuff and for some reason i i uh, just had a brain fart on an episode and forgot john's name <laughs> John's name and uh it was just kind of a kind of a funny moment and uh yeah so uh sorry John you, you know I love you man you know you, you're my brother but you're my Louisville film film brother but uh so John sent us a uh a call in kind of uh ridiculing me for that so uh, uh let's take a listen to Mr. John John Gregory's call in 
Hey, Mike Gutterman and Andres, John Gregory, I like the dark podcast. I was listening to the midweek episode and finished it and not really paying attention and it popped over to the the weekend episode and I caught the bloopers. You know, I, I guess I just, it's, it's something about me just brings brain farts out for every, for people. So I should be pissed, but you know me. So, Hey, it was pretty funny though. Just wanted to touch base with you guys keep on fixing well well thank you john gregory from the of course the a light and the dark podcast uh john has a really a, a very nice dark room setup he's kind of finally getting uh really configured in his new his new town home and uh so i i i will have to invade him very soon to maybe get me back into doing some dark room printing for the first time since 1989 and then maybe it will uh encourage me to uh, start doing some darkroom printing here at the Gutterman Estate, but uh, John, <laughs> John, I don't know how how all that happened. You know I love you, man. You know I love you. I love you, John. But uh, <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, so the next thing I want to do, I want to put in a, a call-in camera view. Uh, so you know, we always ask for these folks. You you know the you know the you know the you know the drill. Uh, if you have a camera you want to talk about, uh, send us an audio file uh, uh, with your voice meter or your voice meter, your voice recording app on your phone, your smartphone. Uh, you can talk about a camera. You can talk about a film stock. You can talk about anything you're mad about or happy about, anything in the film world that you want to kind of send in. Uh, you can send us an audio file uh, to the email address uh, negpositives at gmail.com, and we will put it on the show. Where you know this is not a it's not a very professional show. We don't have any high standards, so you can do this. You can do it. Don't get nervous. And uh, or if you want to do it on the Anchor app, you can. Uh, uh, do like a one-minute voice recording through your Anchor app and send it to us that way. But uh, it's probably easier just to just use your voice recording feature on your smartphone and just, hey, just get something off your chest if you want. If you Actually, if you want to just call in and make fun of Andre for a couple minutes, I'll definitely put that on, on the air. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, but uh, uh, yeah, let's call in camera view. Juan Alatori. Uh, he... Uh, actually sent me it's been a while ago he sent me like a couple of aps cameras so juan uh i very much appreciate that i still haven't got a chance to shoot those they're kind of uh i have like this uh this this uh kind of back order of uh cameras i want to shoot next and those are kind of coming up pretty close to the next on the up up in the batting cage up uh, next up to bat so uh but juan was very gracious to kind of help me arm the uh the aps revival army uh, so I got a couple cameras, uh, APS cameras from him that he so graciously sh uh, sent me, and I can't wait to show them. Actually, one of them is like a, a little Canon APS camera. Man, it feels so solid. Like Canon really kind of did APS cameras right. Like uh, it, uh, they kind of overtook the uh, APS camera market at one point as far as the small compact cameras to so much to the point where they sold so many of them that the, a lot of the other manufacturers are like, oh, hell with it. Like Canon's got the market. Let's just drop out. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to shooting some of those, but uh, thank you Juan so much for the, the APS, uh, uh, uh arsenal you, you helped to arm, arm the army with. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Juan has uh, sent in this camera review about the Polaroid 110A. So let's listen to what he has to say about that in this call-in camera review. 
Hello, Mike Andre. This is Juan Alatorre calling from California. I uh, just wanted to call in and give you uh, not a review, but more of uh, just my recent experience shooting 4x5. Uh, this is a new adventure for me. Uh, just acquired a uh, modified Polaroid 110A uh, modified to take 4x5 film. Uh, the modification was done by Matt Whitman over at uh, at second shot service I'm sorry at second shot SX70 services on Instagram uh, that's Matt he does really cool stuff modifying uh, SX70s to take uh, eye type film um, 600 film and uh, really cool stuff now with uh, instax conversions and 4x5 conversions for these land cameras uh, definitely go check them out it's uh, worth a look for sure uh, but getting back to the uh, Polaroid uh, land camera, um, I got this camera uh, really, really cheap on a trade. Um, and uh, I knew I wasn't going to shoot pack film in it or anything like that. So uh, the only reason I wanted it was to have it converted by Matt. So uh, got that, uh, sent it over to Matt. Um, it's not super cheap to get it converted, uh, but it's not super expensive either. Uh, and, uh, you know, with, with my alternatives were, um, I think like the Graflex, um, they're like SLR cameras or the, uh, crown graphic or speed graphic, uh, press cameras. Uh, that's something I didn't want to get into cause they look big, bulky and just kind of awkward to be around, um, doing kind of what I do. So I thought the, mm -hmm. um, 110A would be a little bit more easier to carry uh compact if that's a word you want to use for such a large camera uh but uh definitely a really nice looking camera aesthetically it's a beautiful camera uh matt did a really good job of 3d printing the backside to it uh the the 3d printing you know due to its nature it, it there are certain areas that seem a little brittle uh, and i'd have to be really careful not to bump it so it doesn't break uh but overall, um, you know, it, it's going to work. I, I think it's going to work for, for what I want it for. Um, that being said, uh, shooting the camera, it, uh, it has an EV system. Uh, I love using the EV system. Uh, this particular camera came with the light meter, the original light meter that uh, only exposes for uh, the EV system. So what that is, is um, I think it's a value of like between 5 and 18 or something to that effect and uh, you set that EV number on your camera uh, and you lock it in. Once you lock it in, it basically locks in the shutter and uh, aperture. Uh, so once that's locked in, uh, whatever the exposure is, you, you have some play in it as far as uh, you know what you wanna prioritize for um, either your aperture or your shutter speed, depending on your situation. Uh, but either way you move the exposure dial, um, it's locked into that EV number uh, and your exposure will remain the same. So uh, I use that system for the Hasselblad that I shoot and also a Rolleiflex that I have. So uh, I'm pretty used to the EV system and this Polaroid uh, has that EV system and I really like it. I enjoy it. Um, obviously you could shoot in manual and you know just set your aperture, set your shutter speed and away you go. Uh, but I like using the EV system uh range finder it has a the, the the a has a two window system uh 
or two window setup. Uh, not like the B. The B, I think, has a uh, one window where it uh, composes and focuses all in one window. This one has two windows where you compose in one window and uh, frame up with the second window. Uh, I kind of like the system better because it has um, the, the focusing window is a little bit more zoomed in. So you get a little bit more detail. Um, the viewfinder patch uh, is bright enough. It, it seems to be working so far. Uh, it's coupled with the focusing knob, so uh, the shot that I the shots that I've taken so far have been uh, right on focus. Uh, there is a really bad to me. It's really bad uh, parallax correction. Uh, it's it just yeah, just something that I have to learn. It's a it's a curve, you know, learning curve uh, that I have to get by. Uh, but no big deal. I mean, that's just you know. It, it, it comes with rangefinders. I'm sure a lot of people shooting rangefinders uh, would be used to something like that. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm having fun shooting with it. I loaded it up for the first time with some T-Max 100. It was expired in 1997, so pretty outdated. I found it in a thrift, stop, thrift shop. Uh, didn't know what to expect from it, but I just shot it at box speed, developed it normally, and uh, looks great. Uh, I love the negatives I got from it. Uh, I actually developed it with some really old D76 I found in a thr thrift shop as well. Uh, it was in a can, so you can imagine just how old it is. Uh, you know, I don't know how long ago D76 was available in a can, but I, I could imagine it's been a long time. Uh, but the powder was right, white, so I mixed it up and I've developed some P3200 with it, some uh, HP5, and now T-Max, and it's working great. So if you find some of this stuff, may pick it up. Uh, just might work for you. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, uh, shot the 4x5. Of course, getting into large format, it's always something scary. You know, it's something new. Uh, but it's just like anything else. You you shoot it, expose it, and uh, developing it myself I'm, I'm using this really big I don't know what they're called but they're it's it's a really big brick developing tank it leaks like crazy uh, takes 1500 milliliters of chemistry uh, so I'm definitely gonna look for an alternative to that because this is just not gonna work that's a lot of chemistry a lot of leakage I don't like the mess so um, looking for something else to help me develop uh, but uh, yeah, shooting it, developing it, and now seeing my results, it's uh, the, 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 the aesthetics you get from 4x5 negative uh, is just awesome. Uh, I, 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 there, I don't think there's anything else out there you know, that gives you that large format look. Uh, it's, just, it's just nice. Um, and it's a good time to be in the film photography uh, community you know with folks like you guys with negative positives the uh, you know all the other podcasts out there that are uh, just pushing it uh, it's really great I'm really happy uh, it's a fun hobby for me and um, just enjoying it so um, that's enough uh, kind of bantering there for me I'll leave it at that and uh, thank you guys for what you do and long live the APS revolution okay I'll talk to you guys soon Yes, Juan, long live the APS revolution, the APS revival. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, I've actually thought about this quite a bit. Uh, uh, 
I'd forgotten that you kind of went uh, before I inserted this, uh, your call on camera view. I'd forgotten that, that this was mostly about converting the Polaroid 110As to 4x5. I've, I've actually looked into that several times. I think it's a very good option as far as shooting 4x5 because, first of all, the Polaroid 110As is a beautiful camera anyway. But to convert it to 4x5 makes it really a cool camera. Uh, it's still not not small, but definitely a little more uh, less, uh, a little more uh, easier to handle than maybe like a speed graphic, uh, a Graflex or a Crown graphic or whatever. Uh, and so, and plus, it gives it kind of gives new life to some of these uh, these Polaroid cameras that otherwise probably wouldn't be used. And so, I think that's that's really awesome. So, thank you for the information on that. That's something that I wouldn't mind looking into. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm at with 4x5. I think it's something I want to do in the future. As of right now, it's, eh, I don't know. It's, uh, I just don't have enough time shooting to to really delve into it too much, but it's definitely something that I'm going to explore at some point. And we, we, we know we know what this is. We know what this film photography uh, obsession of ours is. It, it always takes us down rabbit holes that we don't think we're going to get to. We're all going to get to those same rabbit holes at some point, right? But uh, so a four by five, I'm sure will be, or a large format will be in my future at some point. But uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for this uh, review of the converted Polaroid 110A, uh, converting it to 4x5, that sounds like a really good option and uh, a really cool camera to, to to try to maybe get into large format, 4x5 or whatever. I will say, uh, Juan, you were talking about your developing tank uh, being uh, using a lot of chemicals and being very leaky. I'm sure you've probably already know about this, but definitely check into the, the Stearman Press, uh, the uh, SP445, uh, uh, film processing system, I think they call it. Uh, yeah, it, it uses a whole lot less chemicals, and it, apparently it's like one of the better options out there for developing 4x5. And you, this is coming from somebody that's never done it, but everyone that I know has tried this uh, Stearman Press uh, 4x5, SP445 uh, uh, developing uh, tank has been... Uh, pretty happy with it. I think they sell it on, I think it's on Freestyle. It's like 80, 90 bucks, something like that. Yeah, it's a little pricey, but when you consider the fact that uh, you're going to use a lot less chemicals and uh, and it'd be a lot more efficient system, uh, that might be well, well worth it. So, uh, but uh, thank you, Juan, obviously, for helping me arm the APS <laughs> revival with the cameras you sent me. And thank you for the, uh, the call-in camera review. Uh, all right. So uh, I think I'm going to take uh, one more little break here. And uh, I got a couple of little things I want to finish up the show. It's going to be a long midweek episode. I'm sorry. You know, if, if you hate long episodes, uh, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I just got a lot of stuff I got to get out here. So uh, I'm going to take a little break, collect my thoughts, and uh, we'll be right back, folks.
right, folks, we're back from the break for the last segment. And this is where I, this is probably where it's going to get rambly because this is where I want to, I don't have like people's emails and, and stuff to kind of guide me. This is just where I, I talk. <laughs> but uh, two things I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, I mentioned on the uh, Sunday episode that I developed uh, like three rows of film uh, last, uh, last Monday and uh, two of them came out great. The third one I kind of rushed and so and it screwed up I, I, I totally botched it and I haven't botched a roll of film in a long time and it kind of bo- bugged me a little bit uh, but the good thing is is I, I really can't remember what was on the rolls so uh, on, on that roll so uh, I, I don't really know what I missed I, I know it wasn't really any like precious family moments or anything it probably uh, like most of my photography wasn't anything that was going to change the, fo- the the photo world or or, or, or or turn it on its ear or shake it up or anything but uh, it, but in, in another way it kind of does bug me that I don't know what was on that row but anyway uh, what happened was I was kind of in a rush and you know I have a, one of those uh, the tank that I use is an AP tank uh, it's a two you know basically you can do two rows of 35 one of 120 or whatever uh, on this particular thing, I, the, the first batch, I did two rows of 35 millimeter. Uh, the, both of them were T-Max uh, 3200, so I was able to, to kind of develop those uh, together. Well, the, the last row was a row of Tri-X, so I, I was going to develop it by itself because it was different times or whatever. And uh, now with the AP tank, uh, I've, I've, I've kind of always done this. Uh, I usually I can put one reel in there and just develop it, and then it's fine. A lot of times people will tell you when you're developing one reel of film in a two reel tank uh, to go ahead and put the empty reel on top uh, uh, so that, yeah, make just to make sure that, you know, your bottom reel that actually has the film on it is down at the bottom where the developer's going to be. Uh, I didn't do that. I got cocky. And, uh, you know, uh, what, what ended up happening was, and I knew I'd screwed up because when I opened up the tank to like put in like, I think it was like the photo flow stage. I opened up the tank to put a little photo flow in there. It was like that, that one reel in there by itself was not all the way down at the bottom of the tank. I'm like, oh shit, I'm betting this didn't come out. And sure enough, it didn't. <laughs> now the AP tank, uh, it does give you like this little ring if you're only going to use one reel, you're supposed to put this little uh, this little ring to kind of hold that bottom reel down at the bottom of the tank. I didn't do that. I've never done that. As many times I have developed just one reel in this two reel tank, and uh, it's come out fine without putting the second empty reel in there or without putting this little retainer clip in there to hold the, the one reel down towards the bottom of the tank. I've done it uh, tons of times, never had any trouble. This time I was just in a hurry and just probably didn't make sure I pushed that tank, uh, that reel all the way down to the bottom of the tank. And also on this particular, uh, uh, on this particular reel, uh, typically with black and white, I'll do inversions, actual hand inversions, like actually inverting the tank with my hands. Uh, this one I was in kind of a hurry and uh, I just did the swizzle stick. And maybe if I had done the inversions, maybe the tank would have fell, the, the reel would have fell down to the bottom of the tank or I would have noticed it wasn't or something. I don't know. 
Uh, but this time I did the swizzle stick and didn't realize that that reel wasn't all the way down at the bottom of the tank, that one single reel. So it basically only got about a quarter, <laughs> a quarter of the, of the roll got actually hit developer. So it was a big waste of time and a waste of shooting and a waste of a roll. Uh, but you know what? It happens. You know, I've developed hundreds of rolls of film at this point in my, in my life. And, uh, you know, it, it happens. Like even, even, uh, like, so all you people sh uh, starting out, maybe, uh, developing film, if you screw up a row, Eh, yeah, you got to charge it to the game, man. It just it it just happens. I, the, in this particular situation, it was partially being a little bit cocky and also uh, kind of like in a hurry. And those are two things that don't go well with uh, developing film. But uh, I just say that even after you've done a hundred rows, you can still screw one up every now and then. It's just it's part of it, you know. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't like life-altering. Uh, important shots but you know it just it happens but uh, uh next time that i'm going to develop one reel of film in a two reel tank i will probably either put that second empty reel in there to make sure that things all the way down at the bottom of the tank or put that little re that little clip that the ap uh developing tank gave me which i've never used has <laughs> been sitting in the box i was like i don't ever need this thing i, I never had trouble with this well, that's that, that that bit me in the ass. So uh, maybe I'll be, be using that. Uh, there's a reason they put it in there. Maybe I should use it, right? So, uh, but yeah, just a, a big goof. I'm a big, I'm a real maroon. I goofed, and uh, so, but you know, it happens. Uh, that's I guess you gotta, you know, you just gotta, like I said, charge it to the game. It's uh, it's kind of part of the fun of it, I guess. Because <laughs> the the minute you get cocky or think you've got all this all this shit down, uh, no, no, it'll it'll give you a little a little awakening and uh, <laughs> remind you that hey, mind your p's and q's, man. Make sure you uh you uh, uh don't get in a hurry. First of all, like being in a hurry and developing is never, never, it's a recipe for disaster. So, uh, but yeah, uh, just, uh, yeah. And I, I kind of want to say this because, uh, you know, uh, I think one thing that we have always wanted to put out on this podcast is that, uh, I don't know about Andre, but at least me, at least, uh, I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. A, a good majority of our listeners and a good majority of the people in the Facebook group know way more about this shit than I do. Just because I host a damn podcast doesn't mean I, I, uh, I'm an expert at all this stuff. I just wanted to let you guys know that, yes, even the host of Film Photography Podcast, yeah, I, I screw up too. So uh, just if that makes you feel any better, I'm throwing it out there to give you a little, a little, a little moral support. <laughs> But, uh, and the last thing, uh, that I want to get to after my F up of, the uh, developing one of the three rows, the other two rows came out great. Uh, just so, so it was, uh, you know, uh, whatever it was hits and misses. But, uh, uh, but the last thing I want to get to is like tonight, uh, when I was, went to the, uh, the bar to meet, uh, my buddy that I haven't, I don't get to hang out with near as much as I'd like to, uh, I had, uh, the Pentax UC one, uh, I had a roll of film in that camera. It was Kodak Max 400, and uh, I had taken that camera to like Christmas Eve, my family's Christmas Eve celebration, and took like, I don't know, 25 shots of Christmas Eve with that camera, and uh, uh, 
mostly like completely like 1980s 1990s like uh turn on the let go ahead and let the flash fire which i'm i'm, I'm usually totally anti-flash especially on compact cameras but you know what to hell with it let's let's go let's go 1990s 1980s style and let this compact camera uh, uh shoot indoor flash pictures and uh just kind of get that look uh so but i had like you know maybe six seven shots left on it so you know what i'm gonna take it to the bar with my buddy and a couple other friends were there as well and we're going to take some 1980s 1990s uh <laughs> compact camera flash shots at the hanging out at the bar so that's that's how we that's how i end up finishing that row uh, but you know what and honestly the weird thing is i could have taken those same shots at the bar uh indoors low light uh, with my iPhone, without a flash, and those those photos would have came out great. It would have, you know, iPhones are they're decent in low light. I mean, granted, they're gonna be a little, uh, there's gonna be some noise there or whatever. Now, if I had a digital SLR, uh, one of the new ones that are out now, I could have taken great shots with no digital noise because they handle like uh, high ISO low light situations so so uh, so well. But that's that's not that's not what I wanted. I wanted the 1980s 1990s aesthetic of uh compact camera 35 millimeter <laughs> blown out flash and dark environment look uh it's kind of weird to me because for years that was a look that i uh i avoided like the plague because i, I took so many photos of my life uh, growing up in the 80s and the 90s of that kind of look but now like that looks maybe it's kind of this whole retro thing <laughs> but that look is kind of kind of cool and hip again and honestly to me it's even refreshing again because i'm so used to pulling out my iphone in a dark bar and taking selfies with some of my friends with no flash and it comes out fine and uh yeah you you kind of get used to that but tonight i was like yeah i kind of want to just blow people out with built-in flash on a compact camera and that's going to be cool <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it's going to be cool, but it's weird how how like things that you've avoided, like the plague for so many years. Like I used to hate that look because I've, I've grown up with it for so much of my life. Now it seems, it almost seems like a novelty. Like it's something, it's new, you know, it's kind of hip. I'm going to have some flash compact camera photos, you know. <laughs> but it was a blast though. And I will say that, uh, you know, me and my buddies hanging out at the bar, we had more fun taking those photos with this crazy little compact film camera than if I had just pulled out my phone and tried to do it. They'd be like, oh, Mike's taking photos with his phone. Mike's taking more photos of us. Oh, good Lord. But the fact that I had this little old school film camera, uh, it, it kind of made it more fun. And we had a, a little bit more fun with it. So it was just an, an interesting little uh, kind of a thing that happened. We even had the bartender uh, grab the camera and take a photo of all of us sitting at the bar. And uh, it was funny because he, he was surprised at how small the viewfinder looked and was trying to frame us up. And uh, I'm wondering if this this guy was pretty young, pretty young bartender. I wonder if he's ever even like had a film camera in his hands. <laughs> so <laughs> so I kind of wonder if he's like, who's this old guy that's giving me this antiquated technology that uh, is making me take uh, <laughs> take this photo <laughs> but uh it was uh it was fun it was interesting but uh uh yeah so you know what like 
I guess, I guess, honestly, I could have probably thrown in. I needed to finish up this roll of film because obviously it's been in that camera since New Year's Eve. But I guess technically I could have thrown a roll of T Max 3200 in there, turned the flash off, and they'd have been fine. Uh, but there's something about uh, for me, and I know it's a love or hate thing, I guess, at this point. And for a long time, I hated it, but I'm starting to come back to love these uh, sort of indoor compact camera like flash photos there's there's a certain uh uh strangely i call it vintage look to it now although it doesn't seem like it should be vintage to me because that that doesn't seem like that long ago when we did that stuff but i guess it is vintage for like for like new kids coming up on the on the new kids on the block but uh yeah and it just uh i kind of i kind of really enjoyed it and uh so but it's it is a love or hate thing and uh uh, but I think it's kind of interesting how uh, certain little looks kind of come back around. And uh, uh, I don't know. These are probably going to be aw awful photos. And uh, <laughs> But it was fun. It was fun. And that's the whole point of photography, right? Having fun. And uh, this was a definitely a different twist on how we would normally take uh, photos of, uh, of me and my friends. The, the normal type of photos we would take in a very dim lit bar, uh, which would normally be on an iPhone. Uh selfies uh without the flash on and you just do it that way but this is definitely gonna gonna look different it's gonna be <laughs> different may not be good but it's gonna be different so <laughs> just uh, a little observation i had tonight as i was driving home and thinking about this but uh uh all right we'll go ahead and end this episode uh thank you so much for listening to this rambling and uh, uh all this stuff and thanks everybody for the emails the call-ins it just makes us uh makes this job a lot easier and makes it a whole lot more fun so i really appreciate that but uh okay uh we'll be talking to you again on the weekend episode don't know if we don't have a guest uh i don't know if we have a guest absolutely lined up yet or not we'll have somebody i'm sure but uh until then everybody have a great week and uh thanks for listening uh, you can uh, see my photography uh, on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. You can email this program at negpositives at gmail.com. Uh, you can join the Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group, now over 3,000 members strong. And uh, let's see, you can also follow us on Instagram. This uh, podcast has an Instagram account that is negative positives mostly ran by mr bryce randall if you post photos to instagram think about putting the hashtags uh the hashtag negative positives in your hashtags and uh hopefully uh, bryce will find it at some point and possibly highlight it on the negative positives instagram account okay i think that's it thanks for listening everybody everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos Gutter Man Cave Production!